gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-in items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. Hello, Culturama listeners, and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This program is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD in Trinidad and Tobago. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. This segment is called What Do You Do? where I invite different career professionals to come and speak about their career opportunities do's and don'ts, what they like from what they don't like about their job, and ways to advise the young people of today's society. And my guest today again is Dr. Roger Smith. Hi, Dr. Smith. Hi there. Now, good afternoon. And how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you. Now, last week, I interviewed Dr. Smith for the segment Inspirational Moments. And this week, I'm going to be interviewing him again for this segment, What Do You Do? Now, Dr. Smith, could you elaborate now on what do you do? Your business? Interesting. Listen up, people. Okay, well, my business is basically a company known as a phone and tablet repairs and on the behalf of Sirius Consultants IT. Now, people would say, Sirius? Why serious? Well, serious basically came out of being somebody, I like to always be an achiever and always like to be somebody who says, well, no, doesn't mean that you can't do something. It means the opposite. It means that like the more you tell me I can't do something, I will go out and prove people wrong and do the impossible. And so we're out of serious consultants IT and phone and tablet repairs combined. It means that um, as a vision-impaired individual running my business, that I will face all challenges with repairing phones, tablets, computers, and remote access systems on all aspects. Say, for example, a Windows user, or an Apple Mac user, or Linux. These are just to give you just some ideas of what operating systems are available to you. But... You don't want to have to be traveling so far away, whether you're looking at traveling expenses or you're looking at the weather conditions as a disabled user. In my business, 
you will see that you will have the functionality to support somebody who's also vision paired as yourself, like myself, who has some vision still and I can still use it and help somebody who has no vision, for example, who is a JAWS user or a Supernova user, for example, or ZoomText or NDVA. So I'll be able to sit in my armchair and actually assist somebody remotely and assist them with their problems and take over their PC and hopefully successfully make the various changes that they need and for them to go on their way using applications as they were before, like Microsoft Office or any other application or Logic Pro on their Apple, Apple Mac. Well, yeah, Quick Assist is something that has been around for quite some time, um, especially more so on the Windows 10 platforms. Although it's been around before on, say, the XP users, the Windows Millennium, the Windows 2000, the Windows Vista, the Windows 7 and Windows 8, 8.1, and now Windows 10. But that's only been available to the actual people of Microsoft itself as a staff user when you troubleshoot and you call for their assistance. That's exactly what they would have been using in the background as soon as they give you a code and so forth, number using Quick Assist. But you wouldn't you wouldn't have known that. But that is exactly what they were using. Now they've put, made it a public access for anybody to use on Windows 10. And very quick and easy access it is to gain to your system without having to go online and download quite a bulky like application, really more advanced, like TeamViewer and so on. But in TeamViewer now, one of the advantages of TeamViewer as opposed to what's different than that than Quick Assist is you have additional functionalities to like you can actually call or you can do a video call to help the person as well as a big in a big business team meeting, like if you're doing a presentation, or you can, you know, and you can physically draw on the dashboard with you know with um your mouse if you're very visual and do a presentation that way in team viewer as well so it's got lots of useful tools and you can also transfer files as well you can send files to people if necessary so there are lots of things at your disposal that team viewer will give you that quick assist won't do so you'll find that TeamViewer is probably a lot more an advantage than Quick Assist actually is. So it really depends on the user and you can use that. So there's that's one of the advantages, but the disadvantage again is mainly about the file transfer than anything else. So Dr. Smith, it's COVID time and many persons are, tried, are trying to social distance themselves um, especially in meetings what are some of the different apps out there or meeting or webinar tools out there for people who want to host their meeting and all that stuff take us take us through the process okay so if you want to have social distancing in webinar meetings there's 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 google meet and there's google duo there's there's also Zoom, 
And that's just, you know, it's just quite a, or even a team talk and all sorts of things like that. There's various, various ways of having social distancing in the platform of your own home and still carrying out your various duties as if you're in a general office, but you're not even leaving your front room. You're not even leaving your house and you're staying in the company of your own property and actually doing what you need to do. So that is amazing in itself. The only thing I will say is various platforms like TeamTalk and Zoom, sometimes they can be a bit of a minefield to actually set up and get connected. Whereas Google Duo and Google Meet seem to be much more of the better, or even Skype even, which is another one, those three are much more user-friendly. And if you're a JAWS user, you can quite easily quite navigate around your screen and use them. So whereas the others are not so you know, straightforward, unfortunately. So you have to have a bit more knowledge, I'm afraid, or get a bit more assistance to get you set up and established in their email accounts installed. So, Dr. Smith, um, ever since Zoom has taken over uh, the online platform, I notice a lot of hacking has been taking place. Uh, persons are going to people's account, particularly there was an instance where a Bible study was going on and this man just came to the account and just showing his genitalia, which I find disgusting. First of all, what is hacking? First of all, hacking is not difficult to do. Hacking is one of these things that has been around for a long time, okay? Hacking is not anything new. Hacking is where if you have ever had your computer on for longer periods of time and you you may have lent it to somebody or they may have logged into you know an email address at some point and you've become very friendly with somebody or you know and they've got personal with a child that's how it normally gets started you get very personal and private with a child or even another family member for example because hacking is a bit like psychologically abuse but it hacked into your machine so psychological abuse like child psychology so with the mind and somebody's obviously touched that machine and or they have software where they will track every key that is pressed and then they've now got hold of your password so they now know how to get into your computer because they know your password and they don't have to be in front of the machine to see it either. They can turn the camera on and turn the camera off. They can go into other applications. And, you know, they don't even have to be in front of the machine at all. And they can take all your details, starting with your email or even your credit card details. So once they've got all of that, that's it. They're in their way. They can literally make those largest big transactions and withdrawals. That's what hacking is it's fraudulent and in the states it's a federal offense and it's a big criminal um injustice and um there's a big jail time for that as well as in the uk so anybody got any bright ideas to try and do that i wouldn't do that if i were you do you like your job what do you love about your job 
Well, besides my own business, I mean, I've also worked for the NHS for quite a long period of time. Do I like my job? That's a very valid and interesting question because the NHS in the UK now, um, when I'm helping people with the, as even a ethnic minority capacity, um, it can be very challenging and frustrating because they, they will always want you to, like in any job, I suppose, give you things to do that's not part of your JD, your job description. And it will come up with things like, well, t- lots of team meetings. And they have these things of, say, oh, well, we have a thing called co-production. And co-production, literally, to me, is just a load of TW, like time-wasting, because you will be sitting around talking to lots of dignitaries of people in management and directors. And over here in the UK, we have the CCG, the Clinical Commissioning Group, or we have the CQC, the Care Quality Commission. These are the two biggest people at the top who determine what rights of a patient have or the care packages that you're meant to receive or or how a hospital should be run. So I see a lot of hospitals in my profession as a doctor, like within the like say mental health side of things. And the thing is that when I go around, I'm disgusted by the things of where it's a care home because of ethnicity of Afro-Caribbean descent. I see the ways that we're, we're treated you know that it's just so disgusting because we're just not treated fairly at all and um, sometimes people can in the evening the elderly sort of families don't really get the care that they should receive and um so the human dignity is also not well respected either so that really is it sends very a lot of alarm bells and i think that these doctors, whoever, wherever they are, whatever it is, they keep thinking about more about their salaries than they do about the actual care of the treat of the patient. So that is something that needs to be addressed within the House of Commons and the House of Lords here in the UK. And uh, they need to really get to grips with that and do something about it. Because um, it could be one of their own family members who's elderly and, uh, yeah. But other than that, I like my job a lot. I love caring for people because people need to be cared. And as I say, it could be any one of your family members and like, you know, caring, sharing and such like. And as a Christian, it's one of those important things. Ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Just a reminder, folks, that my guest today is Dr. Roger Smith. And this episode is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD in Trinidad and Tobago. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing, or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot, or graphic designing, need bouncy castles, face painting, popcorn, cotton candy, or characters for the kids, want to do online or offline promotion, maybe both, let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. 
Before we go back to the IT side, Dr. Smith, you mentioned in your last interview that you studied psychology. So could you elaborate on what is mental, mental health and what causes depression? Mental health is something of state of mind and that can happen to literally anybody, okay? It doesn't discriminate any kind of race or gender or color or creed. Um, you know, it's a bit like cancer, but it's in the mind because basically mental health can be caused by, first and foremost, the biggest killer that triggers it off. There is always a trigger. It's a switch in the mind. It is stress-related, right? Let me, let me be frank and clear about that. It's usually stress-related because if you've, if you've witnessed anything that you weren't prepared to be witnessed by, even if it meant somebody getting run over or you witnessed like some physical abuse in somebody's home or somebody next door neighbor to you or cyber like abuse or whatever or financial abuse they're all some kind of forms of abuse any which way or form abuse is still abuse so that's the first thing about mental health and the second thing is not everybody is mental but the thing is in the mind is that you got to know your mental capacity and if you're not aware of your own capacity of what you are able to do or what you are doing and you're not in control of your own actions then people are very quick to just label you and say well you're mental because for example I've seen where people have just been under the influence of alcohol and have just been drunk but the police will pick you up and they will assume that you're psychotic and you're schizophrenic or you have bipolar now there are two types of forms of mental health the difference between the two is this schizophrenia is where somebody will basically be hearing voices a lot of the time and that's one of the things that will just constantly keep bothering them and then whereas bipolar is where somebody has simple sort of like set of scales and they have their highs, they have a high day where they're really fine and happy and jolly and stuff. And then they get a real low state where they're really in a deep depression, really, really deep depression. They won't get up, they won't bathe, they won't take their children to school, they won't work, they won't do anything. So that's what really areas of mental health really is it can really go from those kind of areas and then you can even get psychotic like dual psychosis and a dual psychosis is like people have a whole lot of complex needs into one so they'll have the schizophrenia they'll have the bipolar and then they'll have something else on top of it so you know it's it really is a really complex set of things in mental health. They can be, there'll be a, like, for example, there's a, in law under mental health, there's section three, so not knowing of the capacity act of, you, you have not control of your capacity, is that you don't have the knowledge to know what is happening and your self-awareness, and you need somebody to sort of act in your behalf. 
Section 136 or 137. Section 136 is where police would go into, like, your home and physically, if you've been reported by your family member that you're dangerous to yourself or to others, they will come and take you out of the home and literally, they're not arresting you, but they're putting you into a mental institution straight away. And, you know, but you're not aware of that because you're too far gone. So whether it's drug related or whatever, like substance abuse, alcohol or drugs, and they'll take you into hospital for for your own benefit, because obviously you need to be assessed and evaluated and to be recovered before you're ready to be released into the community. So that's how deep mental health is. But there's a stigma you get labeled with all the time. And there's more of a ratio between... BME groups, black minority ethnic groups. Oh, wow. Yeah. But uh, more proportion, disproportionately disenfranchised into the system than anybody else. Well, like I mentioned before, their cognitive behavior, CBT, cognitive behavior therapy is needed. The symptoms, as I said, you have when somebody is erratically. Um, not behaving as as they should. Somebody is talking to themselves, or somebody's lashing out, banging their head against the, the wall, or something. Or you know, they just literally. I mean, who does that? Very few people would normally do that. You know, we might think somebody's talking to themselves and they got headphones on, but if you don't see somebody having a headphone on and they're on the tube, and they're talking to themselves, um, you know. We know normally people normally sing, but if somebody's just physically talking to themselves, trying to have a conversation with yourself, I mean, that's quite difficult to do, right? Because, I mean, you want some feedback, don't you? You want somebody to, you know, elaborate and have a conversation back with you. But you're talking to yourself and you, you know, I mean, that's, come on, that's going to be very strange. So that's definitely a big symptom to see what mental health is about. And, um, yeah, people just do all sorts of things and always people sort of don't sort of dress right or whatever and all sorts. Now, obviously, that looks similar to being somebody being a vagrant on a high street as well and things like that. Because they just don't take care of their personal hygiene at times as well because their mind is just not there to do so. So, you know. There's, there's things like that as well. And they're very alarming things. So, Dr. Smith, what is the difference between mental health and depression? Mental health and depression? Um, fortunately, there isn't really much of a difference between mental health and depression because depression is the trigger that starts off into mental health. You can do people, But the difference, I would say, is that depression people manage depression in different ways depression is like you can be saddened by about something and just be depressed about it it depends on you and how you decide to handle it and manage it people handle their depression in various ways by saying well i'm gonna go out and do a recreation activity somebody gets depressed about something and they never snip out of it and they just like start rocking and talking to themselves and they get a relapse and they need to take drugs to you know alleviate that that symptom in that situation 
or you know they you need to go into rehab and do recovery of some sort so people handle depression in different ways and that leads to their mental health and get the treatment and they need to receive treatment so that's what they need rather than prison I'd rather give them treatment because not every black person is violent what are some ways in which family members or friends can assist their loved ones with mental health issues like that bipolar schizophrenia depression what are some ways that we can assist the only way I believe that a family member can assist them is just to be there for them. You know, I mean, there are going to be times when they probably, and they've got to be patient, you know, they're, they're going to have some, unfortunately, side effects and, you know, they got relapses. And what I don't want to see is for them to be going through what they call the roving door, as it were, like in and out of hospital. But they will have relapses because unless your family member is there for them and to care for them and they will get frustrated, but be patient with your family member or spouse who has these issues. Don't give up on them. Be there for them as much as you can and let the system try to do what it does with a local social worker or if your family member is a social worker or, it, you know, um just let them do what they do best and just be a support network that's the key because anyhow you let let go of them and you know and give up on them they will give up on you and they think nobody cares and um you don't want to do that and it will just spiral and get worse because you don't want them to commit suicide or anything like that and then you'll never forgive yourself what is the personality disorder a personality disorder is one's personality that is when somebody, um, I would say, goes off the rails and their personality is about themselves. And their disorder is it's a bit like OCD. You heard of OCD when somebody has complaints like a cleaning and they keep cleaning something? That's almost like that. It's like a personality disorder because their their personality is different to anybody else's. They you know they just act so strange, and that they like you know they're erratic and their conversations don't seem to make any sense. But to them, they think it's making sense, but it doesn't make any sense to anybody else. Like say you and I are making a normal conversation to them that we again talking to themselves and doing all sorts of funny things so yeah you know it, it, people just seem to just have various strange conversations about all sorts of things and you go what in the world are you talking about and they go oh well i um i had a cat the other day have you seen my cat and they go but you never had a cat <laughs> and then they ask you have you okay. seen cats? Cool. <laughs> you know Cool. Whoa. So before we wrap up, Dr. Smith, one of the common mental health disorders I want to quickly touch on is epilepsy and seizures. First of all, what is epilepsy? 
Well, let me tell you the one thing about epilepsy. Epilepsy is not under the Mental Health Act, okay? Epilepsy does not, and I repeat, does not come under. If anybody ever tells you you have epilepsy and you come under mental health, you better go and correct them. Because epilepsy is not to do with mental health. Yes, epilepsy is to do with the brain under under neurology. That's one of the cells in, in you know organs like in the brain. Because if the brain shuts, shuts down, the body shuts down. But it doesn't come under mental health. It doesn't mean you need to be labelled under the mental health. So don't let anybody ever tell you that you come under mental health immediately just because you've got epilepsy. No. Epilepsy is to do where the brain basically can have blackouts and it can shut down and it can make you have convulsions and things. Now, epilepsy can be caused by basically you've either had a knock on the head or too many punches to the blow to the head or you've worked too hard and basically you're trying to light candles out of both ends you're working too hard and you're stressed out and stress will trigger it off or you don't get enough sleep and things like that or you're overtired so and then they can be controlled by medication but don't think you can come off the medication by yourself oh no let the doctors decide that let the neurologist decide that you know you're physician when is the best time when to come off and do it gradually but don't try to come off it by yourself uh, that's too dangerous that's my advice professional advice at that so that's what epilepsy is there's grand mal and there's petty mal the grand mal is when you basically may pass water when you have a seizure and the petty mal is just a slight little little phone in the mouth or blackout and then you just snap back out of it in two minutes flat and that's it so wow wow this is a pack full of information so it's covid time covid crisis and lots of persons in particularly the young people have uh, uh, have started to develop some psychological I don't know, mental mind, black mindset of, I don't know, suicide or they just feel trapped because, you know, you, you can't go anywhere or such, you're, you're stuck at home, you're, you, you're six feet apart, this wearing of mask. What would you like to say to them, in particular the young people, you know, to, to remain calm, be relaxed, what are some ways you can keep relaxed, all that stuff? Well, I don't think... In my experience, I don't think I've actually seen any social distancing applied in the home. I really don't think that actually happens, despite what the government would tell you, but I don't think it actually happens. Because remember, your children are your children, and some of them, depending on the youth or the age, will be in school or college or whatever, and it's online, online recreational learning, long-distance learning, as they call it. And... um, and a lot of kids will be having their tablets and playstations and you know xbox 365 or 360s or whatever xbox one wherever they have and they'll be playing on that a lot of the time so to get rid of their frustration they'll be just playing that and might drive their parents crazy but you know that's that's what they're doing as long as they're doing their homework i don't think anybody really minds but i think during the COVID, before 
the brand recently got lifted here in the UK, you found that a lot of children seemed to were playing outdoors, but they kept their distance and they were still quite smart. And they um, kind of relished in the fact that they weren't going to school for a good while. I can assure you that they were really, because we've had very hot weather here. So they really did like the outdoors. And, and I think some parents were sort of introducing them to nature in some aspects in their local garden and saying, oh, can you see this? You know, can you see this bird and that bird, like a robin or whatever, or a sparrow or something? So, you, you know, they got to go, they got to know about certain animals a lot more um, and got to know about nature in a way that they wouldn't otherwise do. They'll probably see it on TV until now they're looking and spend more time with nature, which is a lovely thing. Jumping back quickly to the IT, what is a website? And do's and don'ts of a website do's and don'ts what is a website a website is a is a is a multiple like a an information electronic information device on the internet yeah it's a big massive electronic like library that has a mammoth of information that's what a website holds it it can be it can be useful or it can be detrimental. It depends on what you're expecting to actually achieve or what you're trying to get out of a website. So you got to be careful where you go on a website because you don't want all your children exposed to everything that you may look at because there's things for adult material and there's things for children. So be careful. So basically, a website is when you're going on your internet browser whether you're using Safari or whether you're using Google Home or whether you're using Windows Edge or Windows Internet Explorer, depending on how old your machine is. So they're all forms of ways of browsing the internet. And www.the3wsworldwideweb. And then you type another name of what you're actually trying to look for, .uk or .net or .org. And it will take you to a various type of like website of your interest it's a big library basically so but the do's and don'ts is do not like i said like always give out all your information straight away to any website like you've got to um because you've got to if you don't want to be you don't need people to see that you have children or let children know that are on there like i would place some believe it or not get some like duct tape or masking tape like in front of your webcam that's built into your laptop or your desktop with a webcam and you know or just turn the camera off but personally i'll not only turn it off but put a some tape in front of it because remember there's, there's women that go on there to do what they need to do and yeah so always think of the sensitivity and security you need some antivirus on your internet these days for what's known as a firewall to protect you from if you're doing security to like file transfers because you don't want to be scammed by anybody and um yeah be careful what you purchase and where so you got to know which you know reputable companies to use to make your purchases where from um but personally if, if you can avoid shopping online go to a high street vendor and actually make your purchase <laughs> That's my professional opinion, honestly, because in that way, 
you know what you're buying and you're seeing what you're buying and you're getting value for money and you're seeing if it works as well. You test, you try before you buy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Dr. Smith, wrapping up, um, when someone's going to build their website, could you give us the do's and don'ts of, you know, of how to build a website? If if I had to go and build a website again for somebody, um, well, the questions are, the first question is, what is your sole purpose of your website? Why do you feel you need one? Because, you know, some people only want a website just to demonstrate or just to show, you know, their family photos and stuff and a photo album and or their talent. There's not really a right and wrong way how to build one because there's so many ways. I mean, you can go to Wix and there's one company that does it. Oh, there's GoDaddy.com that does it. There's one-on-one and stuff like that. They do it. There's so many different people. Now, all these are service providers that will help people build websites. But if you're a developer like me and you've got the tools and the means and the know-how, um, it, it's up to you how you do it. What the trick is, is that you have to have you have to have a reason why you want it. Two, you've got to know what kind of theme and the background, how you want the colors. And two, what's your purpose of what you're going to do? Who's your target audience? Who are you building it for? Are you building it just for yourself? Are you doing it to actually, you know, you want to generate loads of money out of your website? What do you want to do with it at the end of the day? Who's going to look at it? You know, how often are you going to use it? How many targets are you going to get? What's the SEO, the search engine optimization? How often are you going to appear on Google? Who's going to, you know? Um, and remember, your website, when it's up there, what goes up is very hard to go and put back down again because everybody's going to see it. You're exposed. So be warned. When you build your website, everybody can see you. <laughs> your privacy is almost going out the window. Everybody can see you. So if you're .com or you're .co.uk, you're .net, you're .org, you're .nl like in Netherlands or you're .fr in France, you know, you're going to be seen. So you know you dot sl in st lucia or something so you you know be careful you know when you create your internet but i do i use wordpress wordpress to me is one of the best systems ever because it's really elaborates and it's really similar to using word perfect so tell, us, you, tell us some of the features of wordpress really quickly one of the features of WordPress, WordPress really is that you, you've got things to do with Word, and you've got all these, you've got all these dropping buttons that you can use. So imagine you want to do a page, and you want to add a, say you want to do a PayPal system, you can go on adding those buttons of PayPal at some point, and it will actually, you know, display itself, and you just tell it and go and add your credit card details that you want to add, and what kind of things, whether it's a Visa or a debit or Mastercard, you can add them into it. So you can add all the features, what you want your website to do, and you don't need to know anything about them. You can select a button and it'll add there, it'll go there. You just got to design the colors of you, what you want, um, you know, how many pages you want and label each tab that you want and home and contact and about us page and, and all these kind of things or gallery or whatever, and you want to put your pictures in and photos and label it and... Um, you know where you are and your address and stuff or another form 
And then that's it. There's all you know. You add the buttons and it does the rest. And then you tell it whether you want to be receiving Twitter account or a Facebook account or a YouTube account and all that. So any literally anything that you want, the tools are there. All the buttons are there in WordPress. WordPress is just basically just an add-on to Microsoft Office, basically. But your difference is you're building a website for it. Wow, this has been a lot of information. Sydney, I don't know what it was. <laughs> okay, so Dr. Smith, how can persons get in contact with you for your services? If you go to www.phone, as in the way you normally spell it, P-H-O-N-E-A-N-D, tablet repairs, uk and all of that is no spaces so yeah that's my website and you'll see it up there and you can google it and you'll find me and i've got a twitter account i've got the facebook account i have a youtube channel and everything and instagram everything is there everything's active so either way you can find me in twitter you can find me in facebook you can find me in youtube you'll find me everywhere could you tell us about your youtube channel um well at the moment the youtube channel is still under construction i'm still sort of working oh. with things but there will be stuff in there with tutorials in the end eventually to sort of help people um to support like blind people hopefully so that's what it's going to be used for but it is there um so at the moment i've just got like things like say like concerts and things because me being a caribbean person like yourself i like I like my music a lot of the time. Yes, so got lot, yes. Like, I got a lot of cat videos in there, so <laughs> just taking up space, like in a folder. Um, that's what you will see in there at the moment. Um, but eventually, it will actually have some nice tutorial-like functionalities when I'm ready to do so. When the business actually picks up a lot more, then I'll do that a lot more. Then I'll really go in there and re-edit it and put what's needed. But everything else works. Twitter has its, its things. Instagram is there and Facebook works. You know, all of them work just fine. So there you have it, folks. What do you do segment with Dr. Roger Smith? This has been the show Culture Rama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. Join me next week, Sunday, for this segment called Musical Slash Entertainment Industry as I interview Asha Kemaji, from Trinidad and Tobago, Chutney music. So you don't want to miss it, guys. So, so remember, life is a journey. Live good, love God. One love, one heart. Let's get Amen. together and feel good. Blessings. We are in a Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva.